the question I posed earlier was, are you a punk ass parent? You know, I don't want to use too much profanity, but they say the eight words is the Bible. So I won't go that far and say all that, but yes, I, I just, Hey, are you one of these parents? Now I'm pretty sure you're thinking right about now, if I'm asking you if you're that type of parent and then I'm using the word punk, well, that might indicate that I'm saying you're a bad parent. I'll say it once and I'll say it a thousand times. This is psychologics, baby. That's not what it's about. It's not what I'm saying that actually is the intent. I'll use myself as a prime example. I'm a punk ass parent. Every so often I can be not a hundred percent. Okay. I'm not, not that bad off, but every so often I look down at my little boy whose face looks just like mine. It's like saying no to myself. And I'm like, ah. and he looks like, please, or like give you a hug or something like that. And then you give in, you give in. And yeah, it's out of love to a degree. It is out of love. But the reason why I said you're a punk ass parent is because you start off all hard and like, no, you ain't getting that. Nah, I don't think so. When we go, you know, everyone, or at least I do, especially if I have a gang of kids, I, I give the speech. I said, Hey, understand this. We're going out. Don't ask for nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't bring nothing. Uh, th those are the rules. Now I give my son the same speech on a general occasion, especially when it's just me and him. And cause he'll be picking up stuff. Look, daddy, look. I'm like, yeah, I see you still ain't getting to put it up. But then there's occasions when I had to go and use the excuse that, well, you were good today. You know, you kind of listen to daddy. So go ahead and get it. But in reality, I, I turned into a punk ass parent. I just, oh, I just got weak on him. So, so basically that's not a bad parent. A punk ass parent is not a bad parent. It's a parent that is very loving, tries to hold his ground, but that little, little, boy or that little girl with those deep brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, whatever eyes your child has, mine is brown. They just, oh, dad, mom. And really it's not necessarily moms, unless you have one of those moms that are really hard. It's the, it's the dad. The dad's supposed to be like the tough guy, the hard guy. And uh, we'll talk about a dad's role in dealing with kids a little bit later, you know? So I guess you can say this is more of Types of parent, because I am not a professional, so I cannot tell you how to be a parent. I can't tell you how to parent. I can only tell you how I parent, and I know that I am not the perfect parent. I know by far I'm not the perfect parent. And then as doing my research for, you know, parenting styles, what is considered a bad parent, you know, they you if you type in Google, what is a bad parent, you're not really going to find <laughs> something telling that you're a bad parent. You just see all kinds of situations and circumstances that pop up that may say, hey, this is what a bad parent would do. But here is a staggering statistic. There have been 15 heat stroke deaths here in the United States, not outside, because I don't think they do that outside the United States. They got a little bit more common sense to a degree. We're always in a hurry right here, but there's been 15 heat stroke deaths prior to July. Okay. And I know, I know there's been more because it was just one last week here in San Antonio. I mean, okay, listen, I don't understand what is so important that you can't take your kid into Walmart with you or wherever, okay, that you have to leave them in the in the car. I don't even think you should leave your dog in the car. And I know that there's some dog activists out there that sees a dog and they'll break the window because the dog like tongues all out down his face or whatever. And, but just don't do that. But I'm not even putting a kid and a dog in the same category. You're stupid. If you, if you leave your kid in the car to take care of your personal needs, like whatever, Going to Walmart, going to get your foot massage, or which I generally people go in shopping, and I guess they don't want to hear hear all the mommy can I get, mommy can I get, mommy can I get, daddy can I get, daddy can I get. I know of one situation where a father, basically what he did was 
he got in such a routine, he forgot his kid was in the back. And he went to work and left the kid in the car. Subsequently, I think that was a few years ago, like, that kid died, unfortunately. Last year, 2018, 52 kids pretty much were, they died due to overheat, being overheated in the car. They, they were left in the car. So that's, that's, I would say that's 52 examples of a bad parent. I'd rather be a punk-ass parent than a bad parent. Because at least if a punk-ass parent, they say, hey, well, you're kind of soft. Well, yeah, my kid's alive, though. So I'm just saying. So let me throw some stuff out to you. Um, and maybe it'll make sense or not. Children who experience a lack of emotional support, no supervision, and no discipline are at high risk of experiencing at least one encounter with the police. I'm not saying that's a bad parent. There, there's, some, there's some room for improvement. But I'm not saying it's a bad parent because if you watch Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil let you know that kids are going to do what they want to do just in general, just to test the waters. And, and if you don't stand your ground, and I'm not saying drop an elbow in their face or anything like that, but, you know, a stern no, that that generally helps. OK, number two, children who have parents who are genuinely interested in their daily activities show a higher grade of proficiency. So basically saying, you know, when Johnny comes in or Jane comes in, hey, how's your day today? And then, you know, they, here's an example. My brother said I'd like to go off tangent, but this is actually on point. My son was very excited off a field trip. And I can't remember what I was doing, but I was focused on something else. Instead of like, he wanted to tell me about it. I said, tell me when we get home. So we get home and I asked him, he goes, "Never mind, dad. I felt bad. I really tried to get him to tell you. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to talk about it anymore. He legitimately did not want to talk about it. So now what I do every single day is I make a conscious effort to ask my son how his day was at summer camp. I want him to know, I want to know that I care. And he's very excited to tell me. That was a lesson I learned because he wanted to tell me something and I was too busy to pay attention. Always room for improvement. Raise the bar. Number three, children raised in permissive environments will typically follow their parents' cues in regards to a problematic behavior. This is a possibility, very, very strong possibility. Cues, cues meaning, you know, that's my cue. Or I give him like, are you serious? Or here's a prime example. My son is, gets around his uh, nephew who's older than him. Don't need to get to the dynamic. Just understand, he's older. And um, basically, he was just in that mode. And my wife says something to me, he goes, what? I said, excuse me? Um, um, yes, mommy, yes. Those are cues, those are cues. You ain't gotta punch the kid in the face, drop him on his neck, you know, drop, kick him in the throat. You ain't gotta do all that. You just make sure that when something happens, you don't gloss over it, you let him know, hey. But once again, I'm going to restate this. I am not a child psychologist. I'm not a psychologist whatsoever, although I am doctor of psychologics. But seriously, I just know that I make mistakes and maybe some, some mistakes that I make and I tell you, you might say, yeah, I've done the same thing. And we learn together as a group. So from the website from zero to three, I don't know why we say zero because I guess you can groom the baby when it's inside. I think, you know, you talk to the baby to get used to your voice. I, I, I kind of know this to be true. Uh, when my, my oldest daughter was, you know, in that stage in the stomach, whenever I would come around, she would roll. I would see her pop up. She enjoyed seeing her father. Now, as she became a teenager, she didn't like looking at her father too much, but that's what teenagers do. Parents universally believe that parenting can be learned. And I do believe that there are abilities to learning how to parent. People should learn how to parent. If you're gonna have kids, and I'm not saying go to class, you got YouTube, you got all kinds of resources that are free. Hey, if you know that you had a rough childhood, try not to do the same to your kid. We often emulate our parent style of parenting, even though we say, I'm not gonna be like that. I'm not going to be like that. I said it too. I'm not going to be like that. And I, I legitimately became that way 
And my son was terrified of me because I was like, this is the law. Yeah, well, the law is garbage. You know, sometimes this is the law. There's a little gray area in there. But in general, over the last, probably the last two years, I've kind of like tweaked my style a little bit. And I find it's a little bit more effective. So 83% of parents from all backgrounds agree that good parenting can be learned. 83% is a pretty high number. That means there, there's another 70% that don't have a clue or just don't care. You know, 69% of the parents say that if they knew more positive parenting strategies, they would implement them. That right there, I kind of feel like, okay, that's BS because I tell you right now, before my son was born, I bought a book and I wanted to know for each phase. Now, granted, I had had kids prior to, but I was in the military. I was always gone. I didn't raise them from baby to walking and talking crazy. I, I didn't do that. But now, like I said, uh, I had a book and I was like, okay, well, he's in this development stage right here. This is how I got to be. Um, did I always follow the book? No, I, I didn't because sometimes, you know, just personality comes in and I'm type A personality. And what I say goes, don't ask me that question. And I'm not going to lie to you. I still say that today because my son, he has no fear to ask me certain questions. I say, you don't ask me that. Just like I said something to my wife earlier, you know, before the cast. I said, no, 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 you don't say that. Daddy said that. Now, I probably shouldn't have said it because I kind of made a little smart comment, but lesson learned. Don't do that for your son because he's going to repeat it. I was like, no, don't, don't. That's on daddy. That's on daddy. 54% of parents wish they had more information about how to be a better parent. Okay, well, you 54%, look at this podcast. Now learn how to be a better parent, please, because we don't need any more kids left in their cars. Who are the... I don't want to say the unsung heroes, but who are the ones that generally don't get the credit that they need, that they deserve? That's right, dads. Dads generally do not get the credit they deserve because there are so many bad dads out there. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say so many bad dads because there are. <laughs> the reason why I say there's so many bad dads, obviously, it has to be a high number that whenever you get put on child support, they don't give a rat's but toot how much you make. How much you bringing in? They just want to know how you gonna take care of that kid. They don't care. And then here's my favorite line. Oh, Bob Jones. He didn't show up today. Habeas Corpus. <laughs> yeah, I've been to child support a couple times, not because I wasn't paying, simply because my daughter's mother crazy. Period. So, but I always laugh as soon as I hear because as soon as I hear Habeas Corpus, yeah, you're done. And I, I know someone that told me one point in time, they said, you know what? You really should do a podcast about the child support system, which this, my friend, let me tell you, that's a rabbit hole. I don't know if I want to go into because it won't be statistically guided. It's going to be an angry black man over here talking about how messed up it is because it is messed up. If you're watching or listening to this podcast and you don't have kids yet, please invest or Go down to the clinic and get you some prophylactics. Don't make no kids because if you ain't making no money, they don't care. They say you better find a job because once they throw habeas corpus on you and you go to jail, guess what? You can't work because you're locked up and you fall further in the rears. But anyway, 90% of dads say that parenting is the greatest joy. I'm not in that 93%. It is not the greatest joy because parenting is hard period. And I played football, probably had CTE and many concussions. So yeah, I don't get a lot of stuff that goes on. I don't understand the timeout thing, but I do utilize it. I don't use it like, okay, Brian, that's my son's name. Okay, Brian, I'm gonna put you on timeout for five minutes and then we're going to talk about it. No. I said, well, go upstairs, sit in your room until you have a better attitude. 
once you have a better attitude and you feel better come downstairs and you can go ahead and apologize for what you did and we can continue on. That's Brian's timeout. Brian C. Sometimes Brian C. needs a timeout for Brian Jr. because he's plucking, plucking, plucking. And I'm getting madder and madder and madder. And I, I have no problem telling my son, son, you're making me really, really angry right now. I think you need to go away. If more people would exercise that, it'd be less child abuse. But I'm not going to touch that because I am not a clinical psychologist. I'm just keeping it real. 73% say that their lives began when they became a dad. Man, that touches me. I'm still at that, that percentage. Ah, my life began before I became a dad. I became a better person after I embraced being a dad. But no, I had a life before that. That's great too. 54% <laughs> of dads say that, say I love you more than 40% that participate in the playtime and whatnot. <sighs> now, I will honestly say, my dad didn't tell me he loved me too much. Did I ever question if he loved me? Nope, sure didn't. I never questioned if he loved me or not. That was never a question. I'm going to tell you why. Because he had no problem tightening me up when I was out of line. He had no problem saying you need to get yourself right because he had no problem in bringing food to the house so we could eat. He had no problem. And the thing about it is he's like, I, I'd rather put clothes on my kids than feed them because they're eating me out of house and home. But guess what? We always had food in the house. Electricity was always on. We always had a car to go to where we need to go to. If we went to the movies or did some type of activity, we had money for that. So no, my dad didn't have to say, Brian, Neil, love you. No. Now, I will say this as a kick. My son always comes up and he hugs me. I'm not really a touchy-feely guy, but he always comes up and hugs me. He said, Dad, I love you. I said, okay, Junior, this is what you need to do. Take your hand, put it on my shoulder, look at me and say, Dad, I love you. And I'll be like, I love you too. And that, that's how we do it. I'm trying to, he's a real sensitive kid and that's how he gets me. He was in trouble. I'm going to tell him too because this is the joke. So I'll, my job has me working outside the house some days and I, and I do these things. I get an email saying your DVD will arrive in three days. I'm like, I ain't order no DVD. My son took it upon himself on Voodoo to order himself a DVD because we don't even watch DVDs. We watch it, you know, we stream it. Oh, and then after I kind of chilled out a little bit, he's like, I said, you know what, son? I'm still mad at you. Okay, period. I'm still mad at you. He's like, okay. He went on to do everything. So I'm sitting in my office just chilling, right? He comes up and gives me a hug. He says, Dad, are you still mad? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. But the point of the matter is, before he went to bed, he, he wanted to make sure that dad wasn't mad at him. So I know that matters to him. You know, 60% um, of the dads agree that dads don't get enough credit on their involvement in raising their kids. I'm in that groove right there. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm a different case because I've been with my son. I was there when he popped out and I was like, oh, I, his head is so small, but I still love him. He's just, that's before I knew that the head had to open up, you know, it had to come through. I'm simple as I told you, man, I play football. <laughs> I used to hit really, really hard. But anyway, so now I don't believe dads get enough credit because we are painted to be the bad guy. Dads are always painted to be the bad guy, the disciplinarians, the ones that, you know, do you want me to tell your father? You hear that? Do you want me to tell your father? If my brother ever watched this, he's going to get mad. But there was one time that he cut a fool in church and my mom said, I'm going to tell you that. My dad was, he was, he was out fishing. All my little brother could say was, no, no. And what's significant about that is whenever my son is like, is in real trouble and I'm like somewhere else in the house and I, I'm going to tell your father, no, because <laughs> it's that terror. And you know what? And I, I think, which actually leads into my next uh, part of the topic is the, the discipline dilemma. 
a lot of people are afraid to put their hands on their kids. And I'm not saying spanking your kids is the greatest thing. I don't think it's really bad unless you start hitting them with stuff. Um, you know, extension cords, switches, bricks, you know, things of that nature. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't buy by that. Um, 68% of parents are likely to say that they use discipline to nurture an equally number of parents use discipline to stop bad behavior. 65% discipline as a way to protect their children. And in each one of those, I can understand. Okay. They said, I think I've heard somewhere that you want to hurt your children, not hurt them like physically, but you want them to have a sense of hurt to know that it's empathy. They feel that like I did something. I feel bad. You got to drive that empathy. Otherwise you're going to have a bunch of sociopaths running around here. I was going to say something really uh, un, un, um, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Bottom line is this. You can have some sociopaths running around here. And then, and this is the way I look at it. Kids have to know that line. They do have to know what, because if they don't know that line with dad, they're going to try that line with, you know, dude in the street, catch an AB or BD, which is a beatdown. And I'm sorry if I sound a little bit jaded or biased towards this, but in the black and brown community, Pop off to the wrong cop if you want to, whether the cop is black or white or other, you're going to catch a daggone shot in the face. You're going to catch a shot in the chest. You're going down. You're going to get a shot in the back. And everything I'm saying outside of the face, I've never seen anybody get shot in the face. But I have people seen, I have seen situations where they've been shot in the chest, in the back. So, yeah, I don't want to have a situation that I have to go view my son's body anymore because he popped off with the wrong cop and he decided to go ahead and break him off. Negative. So, yeah, I believe there should be consequences behind any action that kids actually put themselves into. And then the last one, personally, I think having the fear of dad, you know, so much of the fear of God, no, the fear of dad, not the fact that he's going to get angry, but the fact that you're letting dad down. Sometimes that right there is enough. Swatting on the butt and sometimes you need a correction. I'm not saying it's a good thing, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but... Hey, if a kid gets spanked by his parent, calls the police and says, I've been abused, go ahead and take him to his new family. Because he ain't, he ain't welcome here anymore. Take her to a new family. Bye. I saw some craziness on Dr. Phil today. This kid was going off on her dad, going off on the parent. I'm like, and then when the little girl said, oh, yeah, she punched me in the back. She punched me in the stomach. I'm like, really? Y'all need to lock this chick up. She needs to be locked up. Because there's something seriously wrong with her. She needs to be locked up. You know, 57% um, of parents struggle with figuring out the most effective way to discipline. I'm in that position because after so long, kids will get desensitized to certain forms of punishment. You know, I took YouTube away from my son because he he believed what he's seeing on YouTube is reality. Like he doesn't do. They're like acting. That's all. It's not real. Don't believe that. It is. He, you know, he believed that. So I just took YouTube away from it. But there I go into that gray area of being a punk ass parent. I took YouTube away from it, but he still had access to his, his uh, Nintendo. He still had access to his tablet. He still had access to his game. So really, I was taking one aspect away. Was I really curving the behavior? Probably not. Did it hurt his feelings? Temporarily, because he got over it. Kids get over it. He was having a meltdown this morning because he didn't want to go to summer camp. I'm like, he doesn't want to go to summer camp. I said, you're going to summer camp. I got too many things to do today. You just, you're gonna have to go. He's crying, blah blah blah. So you know what? Just stop crying. You just make yourself miserable because you're still gonna go to summer camp. It, 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 it was a general conversation all the way up to what do you want for breakfast? I want I want breakfast sandwich. Okay, so boom. I say, hey, if I have time, I'll pick you up early. Now his idea early was like eleven o'clock. 
Mine had to be early. Anytime I pick you up before the normal time is early. That's a conversation we had on the way home. Son is a character. If you know him like I know, it's a character. He has too much of me and his mother because we have some, we have some pretty strong personalities. And he, he's, you take a kid with two parents with strong personalities, it's gonna rub off on him. Um, like I said, his nephew is eleven. He's seven. He told his nephew today, "I'm not talking to you." I was like, "But that's my fault too because I said you listen to adult. You ain't gotta listen to no kid." I don't know. I might have to curb that one. Forty-two <laughs> percent of parents say that you do not want to yell or raise your voice. As no, you don't want to. But guess what? You're gonna do. Most parents are gonna do it because that's our only instinct. They stop. You know, they, they, they freeze. You know, here's the time that you don't want to yell at your kid when they're in the middle of the street and the car is coming. Nine times out of ten, you should be trying to alert that car coming down. Please stop throwing my kid over. And second, of all, why is your kid in the street? Girls, girls are different. I, and I know this has a daughter. I said, girls are different. And I don't think that you should punish girls any different than you punish boys. But at the same time, you don't want to desensitize your daughters to violence that they will be subject to violence, which is a whole to totally different story. I have as a combination between my family, because I have a blended family. And, you know, I have about like five girls, five. They, they range from here we go. I'm about to age myself. They range from 30 all the way down to 10. So that's it. Hey, if you came in late, I hope you go ahead and watch the recast. I will go ahead and do a, a watch party. I may not be here, but I will do a watch party. And uh, I want to thank Alyssa because she's the only one that popped up and that let me know that my chat view was working because I didn't think it was working. And um, hey, if you liked this podcast, please share the podcast. What's been scrolling is it's free on iTunes. It's free on my page on uh, BeanPod or Podbean. And it's also free on Spotify. Please like, share, subscribe to my YouTube channel. According to B. Matthews, according to Brian Matthews, and according to not spelled A-C-C-O-R-D-I-G. It's A-C-C-R-D-I-G. Kind of be slick about it. But once again, hey, take this opportunity, rewatch it, share it. I'll keep saying over and over again because... We're trying to get this thing going. But other than that, I want to thank everybody for showing up. And once again, keep your head. Oh, one thing. I put out a podcast earlier this week. So there's two this week. Don't always expect that. But anyway, I want to thank y'all for showing up. And y'all have a great evening.